so speaking of alcohol and you deciding not to drink, you did that last summer. You also quit vaping in a very intentional way. You, you really do a lot of things intentionally. And, and that's one thing that I noticed about you and it, specifically things to improve your life for the future. When did that start happening? Well, it, the big thing was a conversation I had with Templeton Walker. Did you ever get to meet him? I called him on the phone once. I like follow on Instagram. I gotcha. Yeah. So uh, Temp is a guy. He does what I do. He wholesales, but he also has a ton of other businesses. He fix and flips. He owns he's got a podcast Airbnb's. too. I think. Yeah, he does. Yeah. He is a very smart guy. And he's the one who actually showed my dad what wholesaling is. Mm -hmm. But so he's always been a really big mentor to me. And one day he popped in our office and we were just kind of having a conversation and he was talking about how like when he was my age, how he was just like a nutcase, like running around, like getting fucked up all the time. Can I cuss on that? Sure. Yeah, okay. And I just related to him a lot in that way. And I was like, yeah, that's what I do now. And he was like, well, I ran into this issue where Monday through Thursday, I'm working really hard to build the life I want. And then by the end of that day, I like by the end of the week, I just feel like a lion. I need to go unleash and I would go out and I party. And I'd wake up broke with a pissed off girlfriend, empty bank account, nothing but sorries and excuses, things of that nature. And I like really resonated with that because I realized that I was doing the exact same thing. It's like I spend all this time trying to build this business and then I blow it off the top over the weekend. I'm hungover. I feel like shit. I'm not proud of what I did. And then I've got to build myself back up just to do it all again. And having him kind of talk to me about that and it wasn't like he told me like oh you need to cut that shit out mm -hmm. he was just like here's what i did when i stopped doing that here's the experience i had and he just really related to me and so for me to see somebody like him who i already admire and respect you know kind of see that within me and i kind of realized i was like okay so one thing he said he was like you have to be conscious of after you do those things how do you feel about it mm -hmm. and i was like well there are some times when i like going to dinner and then you know whatever me and my friends and we buy a table or whatever that can be fun and so if, if that's the case then yeah that's good but then there are other times where it's just like i wake up the next morning i'm like fuck i really wish i hadn't have done that i'm working hard to make this money just to blow it on dumb shit and i just didn't feel good about myself and then so after that conversation it's not like i just immediately turned around stopped drinking was like okay i'm you know full personal development it, it really brought to light I started to notice it more. So every single Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, when I was hungover, it started to sting a little bit more because mm. I realized like, what am I doing to myself? I'm getting trapped in this loop that's not getting me where I want to go. I'm just going in circles when I, I know the destination I'm trying to get to, but doing what I'm doing is not going to get me there. And so through that, I just kind of one time I woke up and I was super hungover and I called my mom and I was like, mom, I think that like, I don't have like a problem, like how you see in the movies. It's not like I'm like fucking shaking if I don't have a drink, but it's like, I don't think that I have good management of when I start drinking mm -hmm. to maybe stop or just like, I just didn't have a great relationship with alcohol. She's like, yeah, I mean, that's probably right. You know, and you've got to look and it's like. If you didn't do those things, what could you be doing? Exactly. And how would that make you feel? And then from there, I was just like, okay, I'm not going to drink again. And then the first weekend, it was kind of hard. And then the second weekend, I was a little bit bored. And then all of a sudden, it's just now it's just normal where it's like, people ask me all the time, like, oh, are you ever going to drink again? And it's just not even something I think about anymore. I'm just very happy with who I am now that I don't feel the need to be somebody else. I have very vivid memories of like being hungover. Sucks it, so bad. Dude, it gives me like anxiety to think about because I've always been a very like stress-free person, very happy person. And the only time I was ever upset or had anxiety was when I was hungover. 
And now that part of my life is just gone. Like I don't have anxiety <laughs> or stress anymore at all. And it's like, I, I don't want that. So here's the thing. I actually heard John Mayer talking about going sober and it made a lot of sense. He was like, when you're drinking, the ups and downs are a lot bigger. You have higher ups, but you also have lower downs. Super true. And <laughs> well, look, there are- No, we had a very, Kyle had a very similar conversation. Well, look, there are a lot of times I was drinking. That was like a lot of fucking fun. And it increased- High emotion for yeah, sure. Absolutely. And when you stop that, everything kind of just evens out, right? But slowly, if you work hard and you focus on, and you're very intentional about what it is you want, that line starts to go up, right? And then your baseline is just overall higher. Mm. And so it, it's been just like a, a very important change to me, but it all came back to that conversation I had with Temp. Like I owe this guy everything just for seeing it in me and being like, you know, just being able to relate to me and kind of be able to nudge me in the right direction without being like forceful or anything like that. Like he just, I mean, just hats off to that guy for real. I mean. He's kind of like a Buddha of the Phoenix, he, Arizona. He really, <laughs> real estate community. I don't know this guy. Dude, he's like, he like he's posting pictures of like his ass on Instagram and like yeah. he's like doing pull-ups naked in his backyard and he's like cold plunges like nine times a day. He's been cold plunging since like before it was cool. Sure. Like he was way ahead on that thing. And, uh, you know, so me and him and, and we he shares with me all of his like, he calls them like that out there weirdo stuff. Like uh -huh. he's out there weirdo books and uh, kind of introduced me. He definitely also introduced me a lot more to like spirituality and things of that nature and kind of got me going down that journey too, which has been really interesting. I didn't ever go to church. I've never gone to church or anything like that. I grew up in a completely non-religious household. And so it was only till recently, it was really when I started working my own personal development that I kind of started to see the writing on the wall of like, Maybe there is something else out there. Like maybe it's not just me, you know? And so it's been really fun for me. I haven't me seen you for a year. It sounds that. like we've gone through a lot of the similar journeys. Oh, really? Recently. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Well, tell me tell me about yours. I don't know if, if people know, but uh, you came and you were working at We Buy Homes Cash last summer. Right. Did a phenomenal job. I wish you were still Thank here. You. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I uh I came out for a month last summer and had a great experience with you guys. Love learning from Blake and you and Mitch. Shout out Mitch, all the people. Yeah, I think, you know, it's a long story, but for me, spirituality in general comes back to this story. Well, I grew up Christian, so I grew up in a very religious household, went to Christian school, went to church seven days a week. Oh, wow. And so that indoctrination, when I was in college and or, or late high school, it was like, I can't like do this. Like, I, this is too much for me. Like, I need to figure this out. And that was years of my life. And then I came across this blog post uh, that David Perel shared. Okay. And it was about tradition. It's a long story. And, and basically, there is a woman in a prehistoric tribe, and they're hunter-gatherers. And the, woman of, the women of this tribe have one role, and that is to spend eight hours a day cleaning this root. And so they clean the root every day. One day, one woman decides that she's going to cut the time to clean the root from eight hours to three hours. And because of that, she's able to be a better mother. She's able to be a better member of the community, a better wife, really improve the lives of her children. 15 years later, they all die from cyanide poisoning because she didn't respect the tradition of cleaning the root because she thought that her construction of reality is what was right. But she was wrong because she ignored, you know, thousands of years of history. Yeah. And so that really struck me because it was like I was constructing my own version of reality. 
you know, after kind of a utilitarian viewpoint or approach to religion in general, I kind of came to this decision that it's either blind faith or like at, at a certain point you have to commit to blind faith. Yeah. You can have conviction, but it, it is, it's impossible without it. And so those two things kind of in, in conjunction led me to like Christianity, which is what I grew up in and what yeah. I know a lot about. And so spiritually, definitely coming you know, back to life. I mean, I'm new into it. It's not like yeah. I'm a scholar or anything. Well, it's so probably a different a thing when it's more like it's self-induced, not somebody else telling you to 100%. do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Well, exactly. I think it's really interesting what you say about how you built this construction of reality where maybe that was out of the picture or whatever it may have been. Where I, I mean, I'm a huge proponent of like the world is as you see it and it's up to you to see how it is. And mm. so if you think the world's bad, it's going to be bad. And if you think it's good, it's going to be good. Mm. And I've realized Completely. in this new kind of accepting and maybe something else being out there, I like my reality a little bit more with it. I like knowing that yeah. maybe that there's a path for me and that everything does happen for a reason. You know, it gives me a little bit of solace when today I sit there, I write a script for a YouTube video. I'm just in a flow state, jamming, right? Mm -hmm. Just work of art. All of a sudden, the app I'm writing it on crashes and the script's gone. And at first, I'm like so pissed off. I'm like, dude, what the fuck? Like, I not, not like I spent more than 20 minutes doing yeah. it, but I was like, God damn it, I could just waste the time. And I was like, you know what? Everything happens for a reason. Maybe this is just because if I go back and I write this again, it's going to be even better. And you know <laughs> what? It was. I started doing it again and it was even better than the first time. And I was like, you know what? Okay, this is good. Everything happens for a reason. Maybe I just need to be like this more often. And so I find solace in the fact that if I miss an exit, I can kind of say everything happens for a reason. You never know what would happen right. if I had gone on the exit. Maybe I would have just gotten T-boned by a semi and I wouldn't be here anymore. Maybe this was the divine, mm -hmm. you know, getting yeah, me where and I that, that, This comes to something that I wanted to bring up with you and something that I wanted to express gratitude to you for. Because there's one thing that you said last summer that I hear in my mind. Probably It was once a day for a while. Probably not once a day now. But it was no negative thoughts in my headspace. And you're just very clear. You just came in and said it one day. It was like, I don't want to hear that. Like, there's no negative thoughts in my brain. Absolutely. And that stuck out to me. I'd love to hear you talk about that. Okay. Well, so it's back to what, what, what we're saying. I'm glad that that touched you because it's something I, I believe in a lot is like you get to control what's coming in and out. Like you are in 100% control if you're going to listen to the news or what you're going to read and on social media, what you see. And even though something might not seem like a very big deal, but any kind of complaining or just nonsense or negativity alike. And Drake said it best. He said, negative thoughts don't even enter my inner matrix in one of his songs. And that's where I got it from. I was like, damn, like, <laughs> Drake has no negative thoughts in his inner matrix. Like, why do I have any sort of negative thoughts in my inner matrix? The world is as you see it. And if you can, every single thing, you can find a silver lining. in. Mm. Any sort of tragedy that may happen to you where you're like, why is this happening to me? How can life get any better? There's always something you can find because you should never waste a good crisis. You can always transmute that energy into building yourself to be something else, something better, rise from the ashes, even bigger, better. So I think there's no sense in dwelling on negativity or even letting that into your life. It doesn't do good for anybody. Now, I'm not saying that you just need to have a 100% optimistic attitude. Everything's going to work out exactly the way. And you need to look at things from different angles and, you know, see, see as things could go wrong and plan for it. But there is a level of negativity that serves no purpose other than just bringing people down. Mm -hmm. Fuck that. You know. And it comes back to, it's the way you look at it. We have something that we've talked about a bunch of times. It's kind of one of my frameworks, which is like, 
if you look at a tree and you you ask yourself what about that tree is beautiful all the things that are beautiful about it will come to your mind but yeah if you ask what are the things that are just ugly about it all of the things that are ugly about it will come absolutely. to your mind. Absolutely. And that's something that I've seen with myself. I, the, I was in the airport and I was looking around. I just realized I was in a, like, everything was pissing me off. Like I saw this like woman and, and she's got all these <laughs> kids and they're crying. And I'm like, fuck, like, get a handle on your kids. And I saw this like old guy and he was kind of grossing me out. And I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> then I realized in my head, I'm like, dude, what am I doing? I am the source of all of this negative energy. I'm choosing to see these things and negatively impact me. And instead, I forced myself like consciously. I sure. was like, I'm going to find a good thing to say about all of these people. And I looked at this guy and I was like, I bet this guy's probably pretty funny. Like, I bet that he's got like grandkids and you can tell a mean joke or whatever it was. And I looked at the woman. I'm like, dude, like she's out here busting her ass, like getting her, you know. That's and a great practical thing to like. Super practical. Yeah. Well, it, look, it's hard to do in the yeah. moment of when you're in that state. Everybody gets in that state where it's just like you're frustrated or I whatever. find myself there in the gym. I'm yeah. Like, just looking around. Oh, I, so I get very <laughs> judgmental and stuff in the gym. Yeah. And it's funny because so me and my dad go to the same gym now. Okay. And so we have like these people that we see regularly. and Characters, the gym characters. The gym characters, yeah. yes. And then they show up in our regular episodes and they're always up to some shit and some hijinks. <laughs> and... Me and him were talking about this one guy. And then it was him who pointed out. He's like, ah, we probably shouldn't. It's like, because we're just sitting there shitting on this guy. Yeah. Whatever. We're having a laugh. But like, it's like, why are we putting that out there? Yeah. Like, like, it doesn't matter what these other people are doing and scoff at it or whatever. That's energy that even though you might not be saying anything to them, I believe you're transmuting that. Mm -hmm. And the universe, nature has a very good way of always balancing everything. And if you put negative energy out, that is going to have to come back to you somehow one way or another. And I just, I don't want to pay that karmic debt. Mm. You know, I only want to be a source of like good and, and your life's and, just shittier for it. Absolutely. It's like, it's objectively. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, dude, the moment I realized that you can just be in 100% control of whether you like love your life or not mm -mm. is, is just all up to you. Now, I, again, I, people are going to watch the like, well, there's these kids and then they're yeah. born in terrible conditions. Like, Hey, yeah, I'm not talking about that. I'm saying, dude, I'm blessed to be born in the U.S. of A, baby. And here we got access to the internet. They give homeless people iPhones. Like, we live a great time to be alive, you know? So what is it that we're complaining about? Right. I'm, I'm pissed off that I fucking only hit 100K last month and not 200K. Like, what are, what are we saying, you know? It's like, no, it's all it's fun. It's a game. And we just choose life to be this beautiful thing that happens to us or that happens for us, not to us. Mm. I'm thinking a lot about, you know, I never met you last summer, which is super funny how we just never got around to it. And so even going into this interview, I feel as if even though I've seen you more recently, obviously Kyle knows you better from having worked with you daily for however long he was here. But all the things I asked Kyle and just like seeing them kind of just you're just like knocking them through. I'm like, you know, <laughs> tell me about like, you know, I've met you. I've like, you know, followed you on Twitter. I've seen your Instagram, all these things. But I'm like, tell me, what are we going to cover with Tyson? Like, what is it about Tyson that made you want to interview him? Because like, so that's a question Kyle and I ask her. So even if it's self-evident, right? I know enough about you but to that, be interested in yeah. interviewing you, but it's like, let's remind ourselves so we have intention going into this conversation, right? Like, what was it about Tyson? What was it about, you know, Nick Verge that we had in the studio a couple of weeks ago? Like, Kyle asked me that question. Like, why are we here? Like, he's an interesting guy, but there's all sorts of interesting guys out there. Right. Like, why did we pick? Why did we feel the worthwhileness of coming down here, booking the studio, rearranging our days, like all of this stuff to make this happen? Kyle's like, Tyson has, like, again, the thing about negative thoughts. He's like, I like being around people in terms of who people who, again, everything influences you, whether you see it or not, right? So you can say the news doesn't get to you, but it's still a negative thought that gets in your head. Absolutely. And so the opposite is true too. It's like, 
for better or for worse, it's just like just being around a person like that for an hour over the course of the week who's just, I don't allow negative thoughts into my mind. Like that has a huge impact on us and sets us in a different direction. It's kind of like what you said about the party. It's like you'd be around all these positive people and that gave you a supercharger for the next several days. Absolutely. And so it's like for Kyle and I with the podcast, it's like it's a weekly way in the sense if we record weekly, obviously sometimes we batch and then take breaks. Yeah. But every one of those is like kind of just pushing you, propelling you with positive energy until the next one. Uh So that was a big one. And then also just, he said so many additional subtle mindset things in terms of like you have interesting mindset, not just in terms of like the big framing, but like a lot of these kind of little subtle things that all accumulate into like being happier. So I'm just like seeing so many of them revealed yeah. as you talk, which is really cool for me. Well, hey, I mean, I got lucky that I've been put on to like, that's the best thing I think about like starting a business is that it's kind of a gateway into like personal development and learning about these kind of things. Like, I don't know that I don't know too many like accountants who are studying like personal development and spirituality or whatnot, but it's something the business will usher people into. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. It's just, I'm very fortunate to have been put in a p- position where, like I said, we're in the United States, we get access to like all kinds of things. Like America. I don't even know how I get a new audible book. I just am allowed to get one every <laughs> single month. Like you are paying for that. I think maybe it's showing up there i don't know i'm cool with it right but i'm just grateful for all the opportunity i have and just to get to learn all of this yeah. stuff every limit that you hit in your business is just a reflection of a personal limit yes that's a great point and that's something that i've been preaching to like people who are a part of my groups that i'm showing about wholesaling it's like dude the person you got to become to get your first deal that's a big jump right mm-hmm. you got to become a different kind of guy to get that first wholesale deal but that kind of guy is not going to be the guy who's able to get you three deals a month. And that's going to be the, the next person you have to be is not going to be the same. It'll get you the next level. And so that's something I'm very conscious of thinking of. Okay, is what is my next jump and who do I need to become to be the person that happens to? Exactly. Right. The, the first deal or, you know, in my business, the first client on retainer, right? That's being scrappy. That's like finding any problem that yeah. exists and like just doing whatever you got to hustle to get stuff done. Yeah. But scrappiness and hustle doesn't get you like an organized show yeah right? and if you're at a point where you only grow by being organized and efficient that's a mm-hmm. whole different identity habit set of beliefs attitudes vibe yeah look you're absolutely right everything in life like you can look at anybody and it, it's my belief that, that you look at anybody and they are a direct result like they are exactly where they should be yeah they are there because you of the decisions they they've made yeah, exactly. yeah. and so if you want to be in a different place you have to think of how do i have to change inside what do I, normally it's what do I have to eliminate? I've, it's like addition by subtraction. It's like, look, if, if this is the person I want to be, what do I have to stop doing that will allow me to get there? Well, I think that you've made a, a big leap since last summer. I'd be interested to see or hear what the things are that you changed in yourself and in your business to kind of pour gasoline it's on June it. 1st, yeah. 2023. You and I came out here June, and basically June yeah. 2nd or 1st of yeah, 2022. Yeah. So uh, it's been like a, yeah, a nice full and proper year. year. Yeah. So I can't remember. I think it was August or maybe it was June. I don't remember exactly. I was when here I, from, when I, you're here for the month June of June. to June 28th. Well, I'm trying to make So then it was June that I quit drinking. It was probably yeah, June. It was the middle of June. I don't know. Something. Yeah. And that was the big up thing. On one year. Right. Yeah. And see, I, I don't yeah. even realize. You're but not, you're not counting like that. that. Yeah. yeah it, it doesn't matter to me. But that was the big thing is the, the first thing for me, the first domino to fall was like, I'm going to quit drinking. And then through that, it was like, okay, this is also benefiting me like in the gym, which has always been important to me. And the, the compound effect, right? Small things start to add up mm-hmm. into bigger things. 
So stop drinking led me to take the gym more seriously, which led me to take, okay, I'm not seeing exactly the results I want. I need more information. Hired a nutritionist. So now all of my meals, every single week, every single thing I eat is calculated. And then that leads into, okay, now I just take better care of myself. I have more energy throughout the day. Okay, now I'm being more intentional about how I'm spending my time, right? Am, am I spending a lot of time dicking around, scrolling TikTok when I'm at the office? Or am I spending time making TikToks that will bring me more business? Or, you know, what is it I'm doing? And through these, like, you know, small changes, something like dr stop drinking, which I mean, is a small change, but people might think it's bigger, just slowly led up to be bigger and bigger things. But the biggest things I can say is just like, it helped with my self mastery hmm. of being like, I am in control of what it is I'm going to do or not, right? Like other influences will try and do that. Like all the time now, when I'm out, there will be people, who are, oh, you're not going to drink this different stuff. And it's like, oh, first of all, you have no power over me. Like I can do whatever the hell I want. You don't have a gun to my head saying mm -hmm. I got to do something. So when I've realized that I can just get myself to do whatever it is I need to do, then it's identifying, okay, well, what are the activities that are going to get me where I want to go? Right. And so I looked at it and it's like, well, first I kind of had to ask myself, who do I want to be? Like, what is that guy that I want to be? And I created this idea in my head of the person that I wanted to be. It was like, what does the perfect version of Tyson look like in my brain? And I'm still working to be that guy, right? But having that idea and knowing, okay, who is this person? What does he do every single day? And mm. this guy looks a certain yeah. way, right? He looks a certain way. So he's obviously in the gym. He's obviously eating right. This guy's definitely driving around in like a different sports car every single day. And so for that to work, he's got to be very successful. He's got to have some good businesses. So it's like probably working on his businesses for a lot of time every single day. It's like, I better start doing that, you know? <laughs> and it's just like, okay, I'm going to start just trying to live life exactly how that guy does and I'll get there eventually. And that's what we're in right now. It's just not a matter of if, but or not a matter of if, but when, right? It's like- It's coming toward you. Dude, I've just already decided that's who I am. Like, I'll, I'll give you guys an example. Something is I've always in my head been jacked. Always. It doesn't matter what I currently look like. Cause I've always been like off and on. I've been working out since I was 14 years old. Sometimes I look better than other times, but in my head, I've always been Jack. Let me give you an example. I asked my friend to send me this picture of myself and I asked my buddy, we were like out drinking and I was like, Oh yeah, take a picture of me. I look sick. Here's a picture. <laughs> I look sick. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of show the camera. I don't know. But I, I do not look sick. Right. But in my head, it's just like, I've always been jacked. And so being in your head, that's one thing. But when you start to back it up with action, mm -hmm. right? So in my head, I'm already the guy that's got hundreds of millions of dollars. I'm already the guy that has like, look, I look good. I'm still not where I want to be, but I am that guy in my head. And because of that, and I just have this unbridled sense of confidence. I will become all, I am going to will my way yeah. literally into being that person because I back it up with, I know what the destination is. And then it's just a matter of reverse engineering. What do I got to do every single day to get there? And then doing those things. And then after enough time, it's bound to happen. So we just, you know, set a little thing for us in our GPS. And now we're just following. Hell yeah. I mean, we come into the studio and we hear the same thing from the same people. And it just works. That's the point. It's like people want to hear something new on every podcast. You know, I hired a coach recently who's basically just, I paid him to force me to like, I've been hearing all those exercises for a long time, not taking the time to do them. Mm -hmm. He came on the podcast, was like, I don't know what number of person to basically walk through a similar type of mental exercise. Like, I want to do this. 
And it still, you know, was on my list for weeks and I wasn't getting to it. And I'm like, I just got to hire this guy as a coach. Yeah. So that I like actually sit down and go through and do it. And that's been the biggest benefit of like working with him has been oh. the humility of being like, I know I've heard this all before. Like people are mad when they hear advice from someone further ahead of them. And it's like everything they've already heard before. Yeah. And that's like an ego thing to be like. Absolutely. I've heard this before. I know this next. It's like, stop. You've heard this before. And you're, this is the time. Like this could be the time where you pause and, and actually you know, get out a note card and be like Tyson 2.0, 10 out of 10 Tyson, whatever you want to call it, Tyson mm-hmm. 3.0, whatever your name is, obviously, if you're listening mm-hmm. to this. But like, I recently did this like as recently as yesterday and you do it again and you do it again and you do it again. I mean, I did it. I hired this coach, Bash. He's on the podcast basically 45 days ago. Okay. And I feel like half the stuff I wrote out on there, like I'm I, it, it, like gotten like a so month is and he, a half. So is he like a business coach or what, what are we talking Holistic, about? Holistic, business, okay. personal. I mean, again, same stuff, right? Okay. The, right. The, the limitations in the business are, are caused by the limitations in if I'm not closing deals because of confidence, right? Or maybe that's a personal thing, but it's yeah. going to reflect into the business. Or if I'm not gotcha. getting the work done because of distraction, when you run your own business and it's still a small team, it's not tactical. He's not a marketing coach. He's not a like a hiring coach. I'm sure he has opinions on that, but I didn't be like, teach me how to get more clients, teach yeah. me how to get this. I hired him more for personal things. Gotcha. But I think that reflect into being a more effective person in the business. Mm-hmm. But literally after 45 days of working with him, it's like the stuff that I wrote on this card, a lot of it feels like, I was pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> Either I just didn't think that big or like I just got there pretty quickly. And so again, 45 days in, I'm like doing it again and writing out what is the, I, I segmented it into like, the version of myself for relationships, version of myself as a business operator. Like, again, I want the business to be doing more than 100K a month by the beginning of next year. So it's like, what is the person I need to be to do those things? And again, how do I carry myself? How do I do all that? And so it's just, the benefit is just doing the things that everyone's repeating over and over and over again. Absolutely. The thing about hiring coaches most of the time is a lot of it, they're not telling you anything new. It's the accountability piece, Mm. right? Where And that just comes into, once you can get like the self-mastery, which obviously it's a very hard thing to do just to get yourself to do these things. But having somebody, whether it's my dietitian or it's my business coach who's telling me what to do, a lot of it, it's not rocket science. Like my dietitian pretty much says, hey, eat less. You'll be less fat. And it's like, well, all right. Yeah, I think I've heard Money that well spent. before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, but I'll tell you what, I, I will pay that guy. I want him on my payroll till the day I die. Like he, like I don't even give a shit. It's some of the best money I spend every single month. Just for that level of accountability, just for me having to log in all my shit and at the end of every single week, showing him exactly how many of each macronutrient I ate and where my weight was at and having to send him pictures and let him know how many times I worked out and, and how much cardio I did, just that level of accountability forces me to do better and to continue to do it. Whereas, same thing with my business coaches. It was funny because we had our big uh, QSM, like our quarterly strategic meeting. It was like, okay, where we were at this quarter, how are we going to get where we want to be next quarter? What do we need to accomplish? And all of these things, it's like, I think I probably could have asked like a junior achievement. Like you guys ever have that? You know what I'm talking about? Junior achievement. Mm. Oh, it's an Arizona thing. Basically somebody will come in and it's like a business class they do for like elementary school kids here. I could have like a junior achievement guy, like tell me to do these things. Yep. But it was the accountability of number one, knowing somebody who's in the place you want to be telling you that, yeah, that's what works. Um, and those just are realistic of, goals. Those yeah, are designed well. Right. Exactly. It's, those it, make sense. And it helps with the belief behind it. Exactly. And then that just helps with better execution. But it is crazy how much of life it's like, yeah, you already know. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's not well, a big secret. I think that that plays well with what you do, which is wholesaling. Like yeah. it's simple, but it's not easy. And yeah. it, you can spend 10 minutes on the internet and figure out exactly what it is and exactly how to do it. But that doesn't mean everyone's doing it yeah, everyone, they got it. Everyone, or sustaining yeah. their house right exactly staying power as a wholesaler and i think clearly you guys have succeeded at it what do you think it is about your business your yourself your dad 
that make you guys successful at wholesaling when it's simple and no you can figure out what it is. Right. There's yeah. no barriers there, there to entry. Is. Yeah. And I, I know exactly what it is. This is something my dad taught me. It's something that, that he is the best I've ever seen at this. And it's pure fucking grit. Mm. Like that man is just accepted. The thing is, uh, you don't lose until you quit. So as long as you keep going, as long as you keep, so I tell people who are starting out, it's like, people ask me like, well, oh, on average, how, how many months does it take to get your first deal? It's like, it takes as many as months as it fucking takes, dude. When I got into this, I was like, how long is it going to be? Like, if I don't do this after six months, it's not going to work out. No, it was like, I'm going to make the calls every single day. And I'm going to continue to do it every single day until it works, until I get it, right? And it's just the unwavering ability that it doesn't matter what the fuck happens. We're not going to lose sight. We know it works. We've done it before. We've seen other people do it, whatever. The proof concept's out there. And it's like, I'm just willing to keep trying things over and over again. And also, I'm just like not afraid to lose it all. It's like, dude, even if like everything went to shit, like we spent all of our money trying to do some marketing and then everything and whatever, all of a sudden it's gone. Doesn't fucking matter. Like now I just have the skills of the person I've built from doing all of that to where you can go get it back. You're rich again. in your mind. Yes. You're jacked in your mind. Well, they, that's exactly what well, it is. I like that. Yeah. That, that's exactly what it is. Just the person that you become is able to handle these things like, that's the person you're going to be like, you're going to get those things again. It, it's just a matter of time, you know, but, but the, the reason why so many people in this industry don't end up making it, don't ever find the consistency is because they give, mm -hmm. you know, they, they just fall into that moment where it's like, oh, this doesn't actually work. There's really not that many deals out there, whatever excuse they tell themselves and they, stop, you know, where now we know that it works because there are tons of people just like me. There are people that are way bigger than me. We're consistently doing this month over month. It's out there. It's just you haven't fucking figured it out yet. And that's because you gave up too early. Mm -hmm. So I'd say the biggest thing is that just I refuse to quit. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter what happens. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep doing it. There's the, uh, the blind face of like just knowing it's like, yes, like I'm on the right path. There's a reason why I'm doing this. There's a reason why I was showed all of this. There's a reason why I'm executing on all of it. Mm. It was bound to work for me. You just mm. got to keep doing it until it does. Yeah. And I, if you want to shout out your dad too, I think. I was very impressed by his systematic thinking and like his process oriented like stuff like his CRM is more comp complex than like most CRMs well, he, that I've ever the, seen. Like, thing is like, he, he doesn't realize it either. Yeah. Like he says, like, oh, I'm not a systems guy. But here's the thing about my dad is he definitely doesn't have any like a lot of formal education. Right. Like throughout. Grit. Yeah. Throughout, yeah. Throughout school and everything. Like his mom did most of his homework. Like he never went to college or anything like that. But this guy knows more about business, more about real estate, more about like a lot of finance than any of my professors did. And it was all just due to experience of just him being like, I'll figure it out. That's like his superpowers. He just like, fuck it, figure it out. <laughs> like like his, yeah. his favorite thing to say to people is FIFO, figure Fit it the fuck yeah. out, right? That's something that he's taught me. And it just comes back to, look, where we are in time right now we have the ability to learn so much like he's not asking you to figure anything out that hasn't been figured out absolutely right. there is like a whole different thing yeah 100 we're not out here trying fucking... to do quantum computing <laughs> yeah, exactly. like exactly build a quantum computer figure it out it's Dude, like dad i'm not yeah. yeah i can't believe that there are people out here who like invented like math equations like i remember like being in school and the first time i started algebra and learning like y equals mx plus b and i was thinking in my head i was like how the did somebody <laughs> just out of nowhere come up with this shit like invent this into like mm. obviously not invent but they discovered they realized that it's a thing just they didn't have anybody show them they just figured that out like 
bro, we're not doing all that. Like, shit, this information's all out there. You just got to go look for it in the right place and then execute on it. And it's, we live in a great time. It's beautiful. Mm. We have air conditioning. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the biggest thing is just grit, dude. Like being able to just to say that, yeah, motherfucker, I'm not going to quit. Like there's nothing you can do. It doesn't matter how many times I fall down, I will bounce back up higher. I think for a lot of people, that's just an easier said than done type thing. Oh, absolutely. It, it's it's super easy to sit here, you know, in our in the podcast studio and, and talk about these things. When in the moment, when see, here's the thing: you got to when it comes to self mastery, you've got demons. Everybody's got demons, right? I've got two voices in my head at all times. One of them is a badass motherfucker, right? He that's Tyson two point That's him speaking from me in the future. And I also got this other who's a little bitch, you know, and, and that guy is a pussy. And when I wake <laughs> up in the morning, sometimes. That fucking guy is like, he's like, yeah. bro, you don't got to get up right now. He's like, hey, come on. He's like, dude, you went like, even the last four days, like, you don't got to get up and go to the gym right now. Or sometimes when I'm making calls and I'm getting kind of bored or something and like, oh shit, like you've already gotten a deal today or something. I was like, you don't got to keep going, right? Being able to tell that motherfucker to shut the fuck up, right? It's like, no, you're getting the fuck out of here. Cause this guy over here is like, no, do one more, one more always. Like, let's go harder. Let's see what we can do. Right. And it's being able to listen to that. And know that is getting you where you want to go. And this guy's just trying to drag you back down to comfort. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so you got to learn how to just shut the, like, I, I know how to fucking just pimp fuck out of the little bitch voice. It's like the, I know last summer you were reading meditations. Are you really going to live your life in your warm bed or something like that? Yeah, yeah. dude, I love that part. Right there. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Where he's talking about, I wake up, which is the craziest thing about meditations. It's like, this guy is like the most powerful person on earth at the yeah, time. Literally. And it's still relatable to people today. But he's talking about, like, I wake up, I'm cozy. But he's like, the lion doesn't give a fuck when it wakes up. Like, it's got to go out there and fucking hunt. And I'm like, damn, Marcus Aurelius. Like, shit. <laughs> You do got to go hunt. Like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah, how he you... had nothing left to conquer. I mean, he was like the king of earth yeah. at that point. He could get anything he wanted. Pretty sick. And, and we have access to it. Like I said, anybody can just go read his thoughts. Like, Keep it on the nightstand. Marcus Aurelius. It's free money on Audible. It's got to be free on Audible. There you go. Public domain for oh, sure. Hey, uh, Audible's already just giving me shit for free. Yeah, not admitting to being sponsored by Audible <laughs> is what's actually happening. Well, I'll tell you what about Audible. Here's something I want I want to talk about as well. Is okay. uh, notice when it comes to like the shit you're consuming, right? Your media diet, and this is something that again, Templeton told me to read this book, "The Art of Exceptional Living" by Jim Rohn, and he's talking, and he's like, most people have a favorite restaurant, right? Favorite place you go to you know, get food, right? Favorite place you go to feed your body. But most people don't have a favorite place they go to like get information, favorite thinkers that they learn from. And I was thinking about it. It's like, how often am I just like listening to music? And I've also like, I eliminate like any kind of like sad shit, like sad songs and stuff. I won't fucking listen to it. Won't do it. I'm only listening to like Drake talk about going to fucking Bibelos room Shrugs and the, the fucking Mykonos. Yeah, yeah, shit like that. It's yeah. all, um, all, you know, that's the only kind of music I listen Underground to. Underground deposits. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's the kind of vibes I want because, dude, it's all connected. But <laughs> I realized, like, how often am I doing that when I could be listening to something like else? Like, who are the thinkers that I'm indulging in? And instead of listening to music now, I've challenged myself. It's like, I'm not doing that anymore. Like, now I'm in the gym, bro. I'm just fucking you know sitting there doing that shit and i'm listening to jim Rohn Pumping fucking talk about how to be a better person well it's like person. what you said earlier about being influenced like yeah. you can either choose who influences you or you can be influenced by absolutely whatever the fuck i got a shout out akira up. the don real quick as well have okay. you heard of akira the don um he's pretty cool akira the donna akira the don 
Akira the Dawn. Yeah. The Dawn. This is a pretty sick name. We had him on the show, actually. Okay. And he makes basically like classic podcasts set to lo-fi beats. So I'm sure he's got a Jim Rohn oh, playlist. I don't know if he has Jim Rohn, but he's got like, you know, like the Joe Rogan times Jocko episode. He's got yeah. that whole entire interview chopped up into like lo-fi Jordan clips. Peterson. Like all Jordan Peterson's yeah. like best really? soundbites like chopped up into like songs. But it's not like remastered. Well, I don't know. The, I don't know any musical lingo here, but like spoken audio from podcasts, from great lectures and great with like a beat ideas. To it. He's got a David Goggins one that's a little hold up, goes dude. pretty hard. I'm really interested. And it kind of repeats itself, so it gets to your mind. You know how like when he's you, got one of meditation. He's got an entire you, album of the meditations. If you like of study, Marcus Aurelius. if you study while you're like listening to music, you know exactly. you remember it better. It, like, yeah, repeats itself, gives you a, like a it, rhythm. Well, yeah, you get in like the flow yeah. state of like that's why like when I was studying, I remember like in college, bro, I fucking taking Adderall and I'd listen to the same ass song for like twelve hours straight. Just, yeah. Like, viciously ripping Crush the babe and like yeah. and you know whatever we get after it but no i'm not saying do that i'm not a fan of that definitely don't take amphetamines but now the same thing applies uh -huh. but that is way better i want to listen to that not a song or something like that it's I a nice be... middle road right still because yeah. there are still things about music that are patterns oh absolutely motivating and emotional and yeah like uplifting emotions that you won't get from just straight words yeah that's, well, so I, he's badass. I really like the idea of that. And I like the, I really like what you said about, are you like, choose who you're going to be influenced well, by. Well, you said it earlier. Oh, did I? Yeah, kind well, of. Well, I'll tell you what. Here, here's, you're saying that, you know, people wanting you to have a drink. It's like, you can't influence me. Yeah. You're not getting in my head. True. Well, yeah. I'm just not allowing that motherfucker to. But yeah. I am a very easily influenced person. I think most people are. Uh -huh. And it's being conscious of, like, who I'm going to allow well, to do that. And it's like, people are trying to influence you. Yeah. You have to understand that, like, the term influencer that means that they are trying to influence you yeah that is their goal right and like the news and they're, they're, it's all influencing you any yeah. advertisement in the entire world is it, literally it's only intention is to Anger. influence you mm -hmm. to purchase something yeah you gotta be very careful about right. what you're being dry behavior that's an excellent way to say it. what are you being driven to do right and and so this is something i like i've talked to like my mom about it's like look because my mom does not like Andrew Tate. And I'm telling her, I'm like, the reason why I like Andrew Tate is because of, like, I believe that the way he's influencing people is better than the way that other people are. It's imperfect. Right? Right? Yes. And, and yeah, but... I'm not saying and nobody's perfect. Exactly. Right? And that's the thing. It should bring up, well, he said this one time. And I'm like, mom, look, yeah, I get that. That's very crass. It's not... just like if, if all the young, if all the high school all people in high school are watching Tate or watching CNN. Yeah. Right? It's like, what society Which would be better? One, yes. That, yeah. That's a great point. CN10. I mean, yeah. some programming. Is that a thing? It was. That, that's what we had to watch in high school. Really? It was like 10 minutes of CNN and civics. I, I wonder if it was right. always <laughs> the same way. Like if news has just always been how it is. Because at one point he had like an even bigger stranglehold. Like that oh, was yeah. like everybody was tuned yeah. in at 6 o'clock watching news. But but, I want to hear the rest of the top G point. Basically, I'm explaining to her that I was like, look what how he's influencing you. She's like, well, he says that depression isn't real. I'm like, okay, well, let's look at what he's saying. Mm -hmm. He's saying if, if you have two people, one one believes in ghosts, one doesn't, and you have them stay at that stay the night in a house, and you say, hey, this house is haunted. There's fucking ghosts in there. And then all of a sudden, in the middle of the night, the person who believes in ghosts hears something. They're going to think, oh, there's a fucking ghost in that place. The guy who doesn't is going to be like, oh, whatever, wind, whatever, right? Because he doesn't believe in that, he doesn't give power to and it doesn't affect him. So when I say I don't believe in depression, I'm just not giving power to the concept of depression. Like I'm taking that, I'm just removing that even from being an option in my life. Mm. You know what I'm saying? 
And I'm like, look, so that, look, is what he's saying, can it be construed as offensive to people who are suffering from depression? Maybe. But I would rather live a life where I don't believe in that yep. than if it does. You can choose your beliefs. It's even like if said. it's not yep. true. Like, even if I know that, yes, or whatever, even if it's proven that depression exists, I don't care. I can still just staunchly believe that it doesn't because my life will be right. better off because of that. And so that's one point that I'm showing her. It's like, wouldn't you rather people be influenced towards believing that they are in control of their destiny? Like, wouldn't you rather pe like young men to be influenced that, yeah, you need to be fit. You need to become financially independent. You should probably question some of the authority. Like, wouldn't you rather that rather than the, like some of these other people out there that are like, oh no, it's okay to be this. It's okay. It's okay. That's how people are. That's how life is. Sometimes life's hard. This, yeah. Like, I don't know. It's, so you got to pick and look, nobody's perfect, but let's look at it and be like, well, then there's probably a net positive to society here. I see it that way. Yeah. So that's where I'm at with it. But my mom's still not like entertained. She's very against him. <laughs> what can you do? You got something? I always got something. Go for it. So I got to figure out which thing I have to say. <laughs> but I think that there was a point I had in my mind earlier, kind of like a little one-liner that's like four years ago. So Kyle was telling the story about his upbringing, right? Four years ago, Kyle was, it's called agnostic or questioning, right? I was vegan and you were where in some way that's fundamentally different from now. Four years ago? Dude, I was blacking out every single night, just fucking, that was just a complete like hedonistic. All I was doing was like smoking pot, drinking, having fun with my boys, playing video games. That's all I was doing. So for a, a young person or really any age person, do you view that as necessary? Like, do you feel like if you didn't have that stage of just like hedonism, you'd like be repressed in some way? I don't know. I mean, look, I, here's the thing. I don't look back. I kind of regret yeah. it. Like, yeah. it, was, it was a lot of fun, you know, and it was, it was just a season of my life. And it's like, look, that had to happen for some sort of reason. You know, maybe I had to do all of that to realize that, oh, we probably went way too far on one end and to bring it back. Yeah. Actually, had a, <clears throat> I remember my other question as well now. I'm, compared to you for sure, an overthinker, right? You seem to just like, there's some decisiveness. Yeah. There's some. Probably a little bit too much. I don't like, I have a hard time slowing down and like. That's good to know that there's a, there's another side to that equation. But yeah. I see you as a very decisive, move very quickly, don't waste time overthinking things yeah again do you see that as as a benefit or kind of is that something you were deliberate or you just always been not that impulsive is is it's on the spectrum it's well, closer to impulsive than definitely. like paused by overthinking well i mean I, I think that number one i think the imperfect action is better than no action always sure. and i think that in business it always pays to be like speedy even though done is better than perfect mm -hmm. and exactly. so i think that there's something like that that's very helpful but also I have to recognize the weaknesses in that of like, I can gloss over things that maybe were pretty important. And I think that it, not that it's bad or good or anything like that. I just have to recognize it as a strength and also be able to see the weaknesses. And then I'm able to mitigate the weaknesses by bringing on people like Mitchell who cover that backside. Cause he's very different. He's very meticulous. Sure. And so it's like, it's just figuring out kind of this recipe of like, here's what I can really add to the equation. But like, if you bake a cake and you don't put any sugar in it, the cake's going to suck. So you got to find the sugar, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. uh, but I mean, when it comes to business, I think people do tend to overthink. Like some of the yeah. questions people ask me when it's like, I want to get into wholesaling and they start asking me what shit. What should I name it? 
Yeah, well, it, there's that of like, what do I need to name my company? Do I need to make my LLC? Shit like that. It's like, no, motherfucker, you need to go do a deal first. But also other stuff like, well, what happens if this happens or something like that? And it's like, bro, you are creating a problem for yourself before it even exists in reality. Why? Like, well, that's also very stoic, right? That's very Seneca. If you've read Seneca as well, uh, I haven't. I'm. I've my knowledge of stoicism comes from meditations and that guy on TikTok. What's his name? Ryan Holiday. Ryan Holiday. He's on TikTok now. Okay. Yeah, he's he's good on TikTok. I like He's pretty good. He, pr- he produces high production value stuff. Yeah. But the Seneca quote is we suffer more in our imagination than in, in reality. Oh, I mean, that, that's the translated I love that. quote. But that's the same thing, right? Yeah. It's like you created a problem that doesn't exist yet. And now mm-hmm. you have anxiety about a problem you haven't even come to face. Yeah. And it's also like very Marcus Aurelius is like solve the problem in front of you. Absolutely. Solve the problem in front of you. Well, and the I, problem in front of you is that you don't have a deal and you need to have a deal. Yeah. So it's like, get, get that done. And I really love that Seneca quote you said. I'm going to go get that like tattooed on me or something. <laughs> <laughs> because I think people do, man. They imagine these problems for themselves. Mm-hmm. And then it is a burden to them. It's like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Like, why are you subjecting yourself to this torture, you masochist? Like, <laughs> don't do that. Yeah. I don't know. I mean... Again, but there is downsides. Like I said, I, I tend to, I'm so fast, like all gas, no brakes, and I can skip over things sometimes. Like for instance, this weekend, I went to Home Depot with my girlfriend to buy new flowers for the front of our house. My girlfriend is in, like trying to figure out like which flowers to buy. And I was like, pick one, like they're all the same, they're all flowers. But then just in my rush, like we, you know, we didn't do it right and now the flowers are already dead. So <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I probably could have, exercise some patience yeah. there you know that's um, a good counter example i think one thing that i said to lewis as well was like tyson is going to get what he wants or he's going to go where he wants to go yeah i saw an instagram post maybe it was a story or something of the optima and you're like in five years i'm going to be building ground up multifamily big ass deals mm-hmm. so there's kind of two parts to this question one like in that sense wh- where what do you want to build not multifamily but like what kind of thing do you want to build? Is it a multifamily company? Is it this or that? And then the other part is like, I know you like like watches and like cars and shit. Like what of those things will you get? All of them. But on the first question about like, what is it that I want to build? Like, I love the idea of the fact that people can build these like beautiful places that are excellent communities for other people to like live in and, and be at and live their lives at. And like the Optima, like they do a pretty good job of this, like fostering a, a great energy in the place and providing things like, you know, for fitness and, and well-being. And like, I love that. Like, I want to be able to do that. Like if I can create a place, a community that is going to help the way that people live, doing it in not a way that's just, you know, walls and a kitchen and, mm. and bathroom, but an actual place that is conducive to a person's growth. And multifamily allows you to do that at scale. Right. All of a sudden, rather than just housing one person, you're housing 300 different families. And I think that is a valiant effort. Now, to your question about, I do love, I love nice shit. Well, let, me, so, let me, let me break in here before we, yeah. we answer that one. I think uh, to bring this back to kind of the rest of the conversation, I'm inspired by spaces because of like spaces, historical effect or effect in the past on history. Like Socrates, Plato, Aristotle would not have had the thoughts that they had and the conversations that they had that led to like modern day Western society without the literal physical space being the way that it was. Right. Like the forms. Right. Our our conversation today would be different if this room was not exactly the way it is. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's so interesting 
and the intentionality of creating a space to instruct or influence or drive some sort of behavior yeah i think is like super interesting i think we'll see continue to see more and more of that over time i think the optima if you look into the history of it that is like the intended uh thing from the very I, beginning. I mean i'm sure yeah. it, because Optimized. it's like not yeah. lost on them that's a similar right. word yeah well it has to be but in and speaking of what you're saying about spaces that's something i love about podcasts like i think podcasts are the mm. best thing that people yeah, have, we like, talked about this a little bit well just bit. because like so much of communication has been so dumbed down and shortened into these tiny little digestible pieces where people like don't really have a lot of time where they seriously go yeah. through and like like talk about shit for an extended period of time mm -hmm. and i think that the podcasts are an excellent like on the opposite end of the spectrum where they do allow these long format ideas and these discussions and it forces people like so people who have never spoke on a podcast like they probably don't understand this i wish like everybody could have the ability to do this like i think that everybody should take time to where we're sitting here none of us are on our phones or yep. anything we're just discussing ideas and whatnot and i think that if everybody spent more time doing things like that and a podcast just kind of forces you to do it, right? And it's like, dude, it doesn't even matter if your podcast, the only view it ever gets is your mom. Mm -hmm. Like just having the conversation with other people that you want to be intentional about. And that doesn't mean that you have to interview Joe Rogan or whoever these like famous or people Tyson are. Smith. <laughs> well, I'm not going to put my name up to his <laughs> net yet. yet. <laughs> but, you know, even just like taking the time to sit and talk with your brother or best friend or yeah. whatever it may be. It, like it's a very it, it's a thing that is definitely getting lost it's a life skill and it gives yeah. you a lot of skills too oh 100 yeah. yeah. i mean a tremendous amount of them yeah. yeah now people overthink what it needs to like the benefit of the podcasting like the publishing and the things that people listening to it like that's the least interesting benefit of the yeah. entire exercise absolutely i agree and just a, like giving you like also a platform and like something of value to give anybody mm -hmm. you want to talk to that's why i started mine was i can reach out to these people who i admired and was interested in and i get essentially a free mentoring session yeah. from them where I the rebellion them, right yeah yeah Shout which, out the rebellion which i haven't been i haven't been doing because my my video editor i had a full-time guy that i ended up hiring badass old kid he was like this 18 year old just graduated high school and was like i'll fucking do all your shit but he ended up quitting because he wanted to start a junk removal business with his uh brother which i'm really happy for him yeah. glad he did that but since he's gone i don't know how to fucking work all the podcast stuff <laughs> so there's a pause on that for now there's a there's a kid out there in maricopa county wants a content editing well, job here here's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna tell you guys this this is the future of the rebellion is you guys know i like go live on tiktok and youtube mm -hmm. and i do calls and things of that nature well there's a lot of people who are really good at that and i'm gonna turn i think that show and i'm gonna have people come with me and we'll call people together and we'll mm -hmm. talk about things whatever everyone wants to flex how good they are at cold calling it's just like put them on the spot yeah absolutely well, and that's the thing is oh, all that's of a, a sudden good, that's a good line yeah dude i'm so i'm competing in this competition it's called the closers olympics which is like a wholesaling thing where like a you know wholesalers would come on and we close deals live and the whole it's a high testosterone event yeah something like that well, but the, here's the thing is in the qualifying rounds, I realize how many people like talk a big game and all yeah. of a sudden the camera's on them and they're on the phone pissing on their nuts. Like, don't know <laughs> what to say. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Like, why'd you even sign up for this? But uh, that, that's where we're going to go cool. with that. Yeah. Well, four minutes. Let's hear what are the things that are coming toward Tyson physically. Right. So I love nice shit. Like, have you guys seen the movie War Dogs? 
Yes. Love Bradley Cooper. You haven't? Who are, who are the actors in that? Bradley Cooper, the kid Jonah from Hill? Jonah Hill. Okay, and yeah. they, uh, I can't remember the kid's name. He's a kid in. Dude, the f when he pulls out the gun. Yeah, so sick. So I, I love this movie. You, you should go watch it. Like, it's just such an enjoyable experience watching this movie. But in it, like, uh, Jonah Hill's character is like, they're in fucking Baghdad or something. And they're negotiating with some guy. And the guy has like Lacoste sunglasses on. He's like, how much the sunglasses? And the guy's like, crocodile like they're worth more and he's like yeah i know it's the cost like i like nice shit it's kind of my thing <laughs> and that really stuck with me i was like damn like it's a good thing to have like yeah. i like nice shit too you know and here's the thing here's where this all stems from i believe that it's a shame to live your entire life without getting the experience all that life has to offer like if i die and i've never had my ass on the seat of a fucking v12 engine going fucking 180 miles an hour down the road i will feel like i missed out a little and I don't want to do that. So I love cars. I love watches. I love nice houses. I like nice clothes. I like nice fabrics. I like shit for it to be soft and nice. And I like to eat good food, right? So it's all the bases. Well, yes. <laughs> but what I want to say is that it, it's also come to me that I've realized like, like, I mean, I drive a nice car. Now, obviously it's not a Lamborghini, but like, it's a nice car. And am I happier because of it? No, for I'm like already. 20 seconds. Yeah, I'm, well, yeah, it's, it's pleasure for yeah. like the first month I have it, whatever. But here's the thing is it's a nice benchmark and it forces you to become a different person exactly. in order to get those things. So that's something I talked about. It's like, trust me, dude, I'm going to fucking love when I get my Lamborghini delivered and the first time I get to drive it, I'll probably cry. But what's going to be more important is the person that I had to become to get, mm. you know, that's going to be with me for the rest of time. But it's a nice little benchmark. It's something to shoot for that's going to force me to become that person. Yeah. Otherwise, it's like, what do you need to like an extra two, three hundred K for? I don't yeah. know. You need like sounds nice, and it, but it doesn't motivate you in the same way. Right. So that's the thing about like nice stuff is I see like I realize like, look, come on. I mean, all watches are pretty much the same. Like, sure, they got some cool complications, or it's cool that it's automatic, not battery powered. But, yeah. Like, or whatever. The same yeah. shit. Yeah. But it, it's a fun. It, they're fun goal. Here's the thing. The best part about life. Mm. is having a goal like the journey like once you recognize that like like having something that you're working towards every single day like that's why i love going to the gym it's because i know the goal and also that goal like you never get there mm -hmm. like a, a fat guy my dad was fat and when he was getting skinny like when he started to lose weight now he's skinny he was like i don't need to be jacked i don't need to be all of that like look i want to not have a belly be able to take my shirt off at the beach and like feel good about myself and that's it and now that he's skinny and doesn't have a belly he's like well, you know, I'd like to have some muscle here, you know, right? <laughs> yeah. And then, and now that he's got a little bit of that, he's like, no, I want to be jacked. And it's like, yeah, I know. It's because that goalpost like, keeps getting yeah. farther and farther. But it's the same thing with like luxury shit. It's like, yeah, you buy a Huracan. Same thing with everything. Yeah, there's always yeah. another level, but that's the fun part. Yeah. Is that, that you always have something that you're striving for. Like men need something, and women too, but like people <laughs> need something to strive for. Like uh -huh. that's the fun thing is the journey of like putting in the work to get the thing. And then recognizing that as you're climbing that, and once you finally get to the peak, like you do notice there's just another peak that you gotta go work towards. But it's like a sign of a nice little milestone that you're on the right way. Perfect. <laughs> to the podcast <laughs> there, yeah. Tyson, you're all over the internet. Well, do my best. You're, you're getting all of it. <laughs> I do my you, best. It's, it's asymptotic, right? You've you're, had a clip get over a million views. Of I've several. Had a few. Yeah, several. Hey, get hey, over a million. hey. Yeah. Several. Yeah. That's a lot of people. Where should yeah. our audience find you 
and follow you to learn more about you. On all of the other ones don't fucking matter worth a shit. I'll tell you guys. I mean, you guys know this because you guys are on YouTube. Also, killing eight, 10K. That's right. 10K. Dude, that's gangster. I'm about to hit three. Huge. 3,000, yeah. You know it's not linear. Well, that, so that's what I've heard. My yeah. goal is to get 10,000 We're at 3K for about year. a day. Yeah. yeah. The next day. Well, you guys are killing it with the shorts, on, dude. On and I mean, just all this stuff. Like, yeah, it's a great channel. YouTube is the place. We're on YouTube, yeah. hopefully. Yeah. So just yeah. pop just on over. Tyson Smith. Yeah. Tyson Smith. Yeah, check it out. That's where you guys can find all the other stuff is like bullshit. It's all like me psychologically trying to get you to watch the video so like the views go up. Mm -hmm. Where on YouTube, I don't care about any of that. It's just actual like value. It's like genuinely uh, just me trying to help. So like go there. That's going to be the best place. And if you want to actually talk to me, send me a DM on Instagram. Cool. Tyson, thank you so much. Thank you, Tyson. Hey, thank you guys for having me, man. It's a pleasure. And also, I'm super excited, for real, for that next party. Hell yeah. Yeah.